Hello, and welcome to Sleuthing Around, a true crime podcast where my co-host Brandy and I delve into solved and unsolved murders. Then we'll discuss our take on the outcome of the cases or lack of outcome. A word of caution for our listeners. The following true crime events have graphic content and may not be suitable for young ones under the age of 13 or for those who have trouble hearing about misdeeds to men, women, and children. Listener caution is advised. Now, sit back and join us as we sleuth around. All right, so for the Cowden family murders, during the Labor Day weekend of 1974, the Cowden family consisted of Richard Cowden, his wife Belinda, um, and their son David, who was five years old, and then they had a daughter, Melissa, who was five months old. Um, and they also had a, a pet basset hound, Droopy, who um, <clears throat> they all went camping in the Siskiyou Mountains near Carberry Creek in Copper, Oregon. And as a side note, Copper, Oregon no longer exists. It was flooded in 1980 to create the Applegate Lake Reservoir. Um, so the Cowden family, their bodies would be found seven months later in April of 1975. They were discovered approximately seven miles from their campsite. Uh, they resided in White City, Oregon, where Richard worked as a logging truck driver. And on the weekend of August 30th, 1974, Richard had planned on going camping with the family. Or he had not planned on going camping. Um, he had plans to do some work around the house. However, his plans fell through at the last minute when the truck he was using had some mechanical issues. So since he could no longer work on the house, he decided to take the family up to the Siskiyou Mountains for a weekend camping trip. Uh, their plans were to camp for a few days and then visit his wife's mother. Uh, she lived nearby to the campground, and I think they had plans to go to eat dinner with her yeah. while they were camping. So on the morning of September 1st, around 9 a.m., Richard and David were last seen at the local general store close to the campsite. Uh, the store was, was close by, so they were able to walk there, and um, they had to get a gallon or a half a gallon of milk for breakfast. And this, unfortunately, was the last time that anyone had seen any of the Cowden family alive. Uh, on the evening of September 1st, Belinda's mother was growing more and more concerned when her daughter and the family had not shown up as expected for dinner. So finally, Belinda's mother decided to go down to the campsite and see why they had not arrived yet. Belinda's mother lived approximately a mile from where the Cowden family was camping. So once she arrived at the site, she finds their truck was parked in its normal parking spot and the car keys, uh, they were there on the picnic table. And also Belinda's purse and the baby diaper were in plain sight on the picnic table. The camp stove was set up and uh, the milk that had been purchased at the general store that was sitting on the table as well, um, like half empty from where they had used it for breakfast. 
Also there at the campsite, Richard's expensive watch was found and wallet uh, on the ground. And uh, that alarmed Linda's mother. Uh, the only missing thing uh, from their items were their swim clothes. And uh, see, Belinda's mother waited for the Cowden family to return to their campsite for about an hour, and after which she became worried and notified the local authorities. Before long, the sheriff and the state police arrived at the scene, and on the, the morning of September 2nd, the Cowden's dog, Droopy, was found scratching at the door of the local general store. However, there was still no sign of the Cowden's. So the sheriff's department and the state police continued to scour the campsite and surrounding areas for more than a week. And Lieutenant Mark... Um, Things Kizar, Kizar, who headed the case later, stated the investigation suffered delays of maybe a day due to the lack of evidence anything malicious or violent had happened to the family. The search for the Cowden family was one of the biggest in Oregon state history, and it included the local authorities, the state police, uh, explorer scouts, the United States Forestry Service, and the Oregon National Guard, along with hundreds of volunteers. And the Forestry Service searched 25 miles of roads surrounding the campsite, as well as using helicopters and planes to fly over the area. There was still no sign of the family, um, and the official search was called off on September 7th. Family members and other volunteers would continue to search during the weekends and other times that they could. And this disappearance of the family baffled the local authorities as the Cowdens lived well within their means and Richard made more than enough money to keep his family comfortable. So, upon looking into the Cowden's financial affairs, the authorities did not find them to have any outstanding debts, and they had no financial burden, burdens or anything like that. So, uh, and, okay, so in April of 1975, which was seven months after the Cowden's had last been seen alive, two men hunting in the Siskiyou Mountains came across what they believed were human remains. They quickly called the authorities who arrived to do an investigation, and upon further searching in the area, four bodies in total would be found, and they would be identified as the Cowden family. Richard was found near a tree to the entrance of a small cave, and Belinda and David, the five-year-old son, they were found inside of the cave with multiple bullet wounds, and the baby Melissa was also found in the cave. However, she was found to have died from blunt force trauma to the head. Uh, Richard, was his body was so decomposed that they were not able to come to a conclusive result as to how he died. However, it was believed that he was also shot. Uh, there are conflicting reports on um, on Richard. Some say he was found by a tree. Others 
say that he was actually tied to a tree. Reports do say they searched the area around Richard's remains, thinking that he may have shot his family himself. However, no weapon was ever found near his remains, so this theory was thrown out. And if if he was, in fact, tied to the tree, then I feel like that would be yeah. an impossible feat. I was just say, that was, the, that was <clears throat> the odd thing to this case is the conflicting reports because the sheriff's department and state police did search the area around Richard remains thinking mm-hmm. that he may have done a murder suicide kind of thing. Right. But, um, the issue is that there was no weapon found. And also they were not able to figure out exactly what Richard's demise was, even though they believed that Richard himself had been shot, but there were just no, um, you know, there was not enough remains to be conclusive to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so they, they threw out that it was a murder-suicide. Yeah. And in 47 years later, this horrible accident uh, or incident occurred. There have been no definitive suspects still. And the one name which does reoccur in this case is Dwayne Lee Little. Uh, Dwayne Lee Little has been implicated in the Cowden murders, but has never been formally charged. So he was paroled from the Oregon State Penitentiary three months prior to the Cowden's disappearances. And he had been in prison for the rape and murder of Orla Faye Phipps on November 2nd, 1964. Little was sentenced to life in prison. However, he would only do eight years of the sentencing. So the state police were able to put Little in the copper area over the same Labor Day weekend the Cowdens were there camping. And Little's girlfriend had told the police that she had seen him with a 22 caliber rifle, the same kind that was used to kill Belinda and David over the Christmas holiday of 1974. So Little's parole was revoked in January of 1975 due to his possession of the firearm. So he was paroled again in 1977. And on June 2nd, 1980, he picked up a pregnant 23-year-old Margie Hunter. Her car had broken down outside of Portland, Oregon. And um, I guess she was hitchhiking or uh, walking alongside of the yeah. road and well I think she was with her car according okay. to um, and he had stopped to assist her put that in air quotes uh-huh. um, evidently the first time he stopped she declined his help um, and there may have been more than one time that she declined his help but eventually she would uh, say yes you can take me to my house you know kind of thing Okay, so um, then uh, he, once he picked her up, he sexually assaulted and beat her, but she and her unborn baby actually survived the attack. Uh, So Little was prosecuted and sentenced to three life sentences. Um, One of Little's cellmates would later say that Little had confessed to killing the Cowdens, however, publicly, uh, Little has never discussed any murder he has been accused uh, of or sentenced of. So the Cowden murders are still unsolved to this day and are still one of the biggest murder mysteries in Oregon. So this case is one of those that, like, I, I do know that there are still family members, um, you know, alive 
that are still seeking answers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think like kind of one of the bad things is, is this area has been flooded where this took place. I know. So it would be so hard to, because like you kind of want to go back and recreate a crime scene. Yeah. And, or yeah. go to the the area where mm-hmm. it was at. But, you know, this is one of those things that you just can't do that. Yeah. And I, I think, I think the, the murder site or the dump site of their bodies or whatever was, is still there. But the, the campgrounds and in the town, like you said, where the general store is, is, is underwater. Yeah. And the other thing too, is the, the thing that's so hard with this is they do have this this suspect, Dwayne Little, and mm-hmm. it does seem he was definitely seen in the area. Um, the odd thing to me is he is, he is not only seen in the area, but each time he is seen, he is with his parents. So I feel oh. like there is something very weird in that whole thing. And there was another couple that actually saw him and his parents sitting in a vehicle uh, and this is kind of one of the finger pointing things that actually points him and puts him in copper at this same time as the Cowdens. Uh-huh. And they said that they were um, watching uh, Dwayne Little and his parents and they were sitting in this truck and they felt like that Dwayne and his parents were watching people. And they said really? they became so unnerved by it that they decided they need to get out of the area. Like they didn't know what. Their intentions were anything like that. So, um, but the other thing too is like Dwayne Little does not talk about like any of his crimes either. So, um, maybe he did confess it to one of his cellmates kind of thing, but he himself has never said one way or the other. He's not talked to any, you know, police officers or detectives or anything and admitted to anything kind of thing. Yeah. And I think in some of my research, um, I think the, one of the detectives or state police or whatever that was investigating at the time had talked to his, one of his cellmates and the guy was saying, you know, he, you're never going to get him to admit to anything. He's not going to say say anything one way or the other so yeah. I don't know um but yeah and I think too where you're talking about how there was a witness that saw him and his parents sitting there watching people because I think that also I read that I can't remember it may have been the girlfriend I'm not sure who <clears throat> excuse me had said that he had a twenty two rifle, like that was used as a murder weapon. It may have been heard that I, I think that they said there was supposedly that was his mom's or his parents, and it was supposed to be at their house. But I think when they searched the house or went there, they could never find the twenty two. Yeah, I think this was other, the other problem too, is because they actually do have. At one of the shell casings. So they actually have yeah. a 22 shell casing that if they could possibly find the gun, they could compare it to. But um, I, I do know you're right that in that they have never they been never able to find it. a 22 yeah. um, with, you know, in his possession or in his parents' possession kind of thing. The other thing, too, um, because we were, we were talking about how you have 
you know, like you're a man and a woman and you have these small children. Mm -hmm. Your first thing is to protect your family. Right. So one of the things that I I did read, and I think it was just one uh, snippet, was um, the sheriff's department or maybe the state police, uh, one of those believed that what had happened was they were actually kidnapped and put into a vehicle and driven some distance um, to where they were murdered. I think I had read that too, yeah. Because uh, there was another witness that said that they saw the family in the truck with a, a man driving, not their truck, another truck, but he saw them riding like away from the campground and I believe it's, they said that it looked like the woman was crying, but the dog, they saw a dog running behind the truck. Oh, wow. Yeah, that so. one. Well, and I sort of say the, um, the other thing, too, is they kept many of the ones that I saw, and we discussed this kind of off the podcast, but because I think that's kind of hard to wrap your mind around is even if somebody has a gun pointed at you, like, uh, secondary locations aren't the thing. Like, do not go yeah, to the secondary yeah. locations. Like, fight them there because they're going to kill you. Make them, <clears throat> make them do it there where you get found or whatever. But um, the other thing, like, if, if you're a guy and somebody has a, has a gun on you or, or whatever, like, I still think, like, you're going to try to fight them or something because then yeah. the other theory was that it was more than one person, which after hearing that he may have been with his parents... Um, this uh, Dwayne Little, it made more sense that three people would have been able to overpower a, the couple kind of thing right. than to say one guy with a gun. Because, um, you know, I would think as a mom, it, even if I were made to tie up my husband to a tree kind of thing, I'm probably one not going to tie him that tight. And hopes that he gets out and gets to me. Yeah. And secondly, if I'm having my children and I think that something horrible is fixing to go down, I'm just going to try my damnedest to fight to the bitter end. If I yeah. think the worst is coming anyway, what have I got to lose? You know, kind of thing. Um, unless you're just hoping and praying. Now, now let's let's be very honest. Dwight Little was a psycho. Is a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Like that is obviously what he is because. He tends to, like, with Margie, um, what's her name, Margie, um, uh, what was her name? Yeah, Margie Hunter. With Margie Hunter, he, she figures out pretty quickly that he's not going to take her home. And at the time she figures that out, he pulls a knife on her and he says, if you know, if you know what's good for you, you'll do what I tell you to. Now, here's the problem with Dwayne Little. He has no intention of not harming her. Like, he's going to kill her regardless, kind of thing. He's already done it before, kind of thing. So, nothing he says is to be taken, you know, as truth. Yeah. Following what he says is still going to get you killed, kind of thing. And all I can think of is maybe, maybe, Belinda Calvin thought, if I just do what he tells me to, he'll go away and leave us alone. Right. And he won't hurt my kids. Yeah. And, you know, but... I don't know. At the same time, if I'm being led to a cave or cavern or whatever it was, because that was the other thing, too, is like, I'm not clear, 100% clear. I know there was an interview done with the sheriff, uh, Kizar, mm-hmm. Kizar uh, last year, where he kind of explained where the bodies were found not to be so much cave-like as it was just a rock 
dwelling kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, um, but, um, but either way, like, I still am like, I don't, like, I don't know why you don't fight. Maybe you're in shock. I don't know. I know, but I feel, I, I wish I could see, like, the, the actual campground <clears throat> and what the, the campsites look like, like how secluded they are, because True. there is, I, I just would not yeah. leave. I'd be like, you're going to have to yeah. kill us right here because you know whatever is coming if you leave, it is going to be far worse if you just let them go ahead and kill you there. And I feel like because... um what was the uh, Richard? I feel like Richard probably at first was like, you know, here's my watch and my wallet. Take money, don't hurt us, you yeah. know. And and he just dropped it there because they they got taken. But I, I'm also surprised. Like the the casing you said was the only the only yeah. thing there. <clears throat> It's like the one, it's like the only evidence that they have. Yeah. That, that's and, the thing, yeah. And I'm surprised that he would have shot the gun off in the campsite because I yeah. feel like he probably didn't shoot any of them there. No. He, it yeah. might have just been a warning, but yeah. anybody could have heard yeah. that. And Yeah. Well, I actually think that the casing was found in the cave, maybe in Belinda's body, maybe. Um Oh, because I'm like, not 100 percent with that though. I'm not 100 percent with that because I just know the sheriff just said that they had a single casing. Yeah. That they had found. I thought. Yeah. I yeah. thought. It, I thought I had read it was in the campground. And there it was could have been nothing. Yeah. Because like the other thing too is maybe he did shoot a warning shot mm-hmm. in the campground. Um, a co- like David and Richard, so David being a boy who was five years old, right? He and his dad had walked to this general store, and I think they said the general store was about a mile away, maybe, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And um, so to me, that's pretty close. That means that you have civilization fairly close. Belinda's mother lived a mile from the campsite, right? So you're not in the most secluded area. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, yeah. it seems. There's houses somewhat close by. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's other, there should be other campers. Yeah. And, and and campsites close by because this is a holiday weekend, right? Yeah, you, you would definitely think so because I would think, uh, like, of course, they just went there on a whim mm-hmm. kind of thing. But obviously, where they were, there was a picnic table and, you know, obviously things nearby. So they weren't. Uh, and I wouldn't have expected them to go too far into the woods with the baby. Yeah. Because um, it didn't seem like they had not prepared to go. It was a last minute gesture kind of right, thing. Right, right. Um, but, uh, so yeah, it's, this is like one of those things, I think it, you know, the horrible thing is this was not their plan. And they end up going and they are in the wrong place at the wrong yeah. time. Like it is such. It's, it's a tragedy because yeah. they. <laughs> You know, they were, I, I think they were just a, a young couple. And, you know, with those small kids, they were just afraid for their life yeah. and, and just thought if they went yeah. with whoever that that they'd be all right or what. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, the, that's the whole bad part about it. It's like, I, 
You know, and, we, and I don't know. Like, I don't want anybody to think that I know how I'd re- I do not know. Like, because, you know, right. we have, in that we both situation, have kids. you just, yeah. Yeah, and you, you want to think, whatever I do, I got to get my kids out of this alive kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that would, I can totally see that's where their brains were. They're like, okay, I just got to do whatever that keeps my kids alive kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, when you're coming across what, basically, this is this is just pure evil. It's, it's who he if Dwayne Little did it, um, based on his past um, kind of thing, if he's the one who did it, or, or regardless of who did it, I mean, it's just an evil situation. I it mean, is, and it, it's terrible that it was never able to be solved. Uh, and uh, just to have just no evidence okay. whatsoever is just... Uh, yeah. I will say, because um, I, you know, I didn't want to go into too much detail about any of uh, uh, not even that much detail about Dwayne Little since he has a, he has not actually been um, prosecuted or anything he hasn't even been charged with the count of murders but he is just their number one suspect but um, the girl Marjorie Hunter uh-huh. um, this is a tough chick let me tell you because reading he um, he thinks he has killed her uh, right. I think he stabs her several times and mm-hmm. maybe hits her in the head with, you know, blunt object or whatever, which, which seems to be his MO. Yeah. Uh, that's how he kills his first victim. Um, but she crawls up a hillside because she cannot walk. Wow. She crawls up a hillside to flag down motorists. And she's and it literally says 20 cars pass her before somebody stops to help her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And by the time she gets to the hospital, she's lost a third of the body out of her uh, blood from her body. Are you kidding? Yes. And I'm like, this chick survives to point the finger at this guy so he can't kill again. Like, yeah. Kudos to her. Oh, like, my goodness. You go, Margie. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, well. everybody, for joining us on... Um, this uh, unsolved murder of the Cowden family murders. Um, I would say, if you know anything, it's been 47 years. Um, the uh, Dwayne Little is actually 74 years old at this point, I okay. think. Um, so he, uh, like I said, he's never confessed to the murders. He's not been charged. He has just been their number one suspect all these years. But I would say, if you know anything about it, you know, come out of the woodwork. It's been almost 50 years. Uh-huh. Let the police get a break in this case kind of thing. Tell them what you know. And uh, that is out of Carberry Creek, Copper, uh, Copper, Oregon, which, like I said, Copper, Oregon doesn't exist anymore, but I'm <laughs> sure the uh, local authorities are still there somewhere. Yes. All right. Thanks. And we'll catch you guys next time. Mm-hmm.